25 years ago today, one of the most iconic moments and uh, one of the most iconic catchphrases in WWE, in fact wrestling history, was born today when Stone Cold Steve Austin won the 1996 King of the Ring. And just to celebrate that, here's a bit, I've got a throwback review of the 1996 King of the Ring. It was a really fun show to go back and watch. One thing uh, is, is fitting the first match is Stone Cold himself up against Wild Man Mark, Mark Merrill. Match is a bit long, but it's a decent enough solid match. Uh, Owen Hart is, of course, on commentary for the whole night, and he is an absolute gem uh, on commentary. Absolutely brilliant. Fantastic stuff. So a lot of the, the current commentators could learn a lot from him. This is He was just fantastic in this role. Absolutely brilliant. But still, the match itself is fine. It's a bit over long, but it's fine. Austin obviously wins. We come next to Jake Snake Roberts versus Vader. Much shorter match, which is but probably explains why the first match was long, but it's a solid match. Decent while it lasts. And what Vader wins by disqualification. Well, he's, oh, sorry, Jake Snake wins by disqualification when he's DDT and Vader and the referee pulls. Uh, sorry, Vader pulls the referee down. Match is okay, decent enough match. Uh, again, and we we got we're off to the final as well. We'll have Austin and Jake the Snake in the final as well. We'll get to that later. But of course, Vader attacks Jake, setting up the story. And will he be able to continue? Well, we obviously I've just said that he faints him in the final, so you obviously know he does. But I digress. Up next, uh, Smoking Guns versus the Godwins for the tag titles. Ah, uh, this is when Sonny was with the Smoking Guns. I mean, Sonny in nineteen ninety six. Sonny, little, little cowgirl, Sonny. Ah dear, <laughs> the, the memories, the memories, the the things that awakened. But there you have it. It's, uh, it still looks amazing. It still looked incredible here. Uh, we all know what's happened with Sonny and that in, in real life and everything like that now. But you've always got the memories though when you look back here. So anyway, fantastic match is fine. It's decent. Smoke guns win. Yeah, fair play. Uh, up next, Ultimate Warrior versus Jerry the King Lawler. This is kind of what exactly what it needs to be. This match, it's just the warrior. It's basically a carbon copy of the match Alt Warrior had with uh, Hunter Hearst Hemsley at WrestleMania 12, when he just gets battered for the first couple of minutes, takes a finisher, and then just comes back, no sort sells everything, and squashes his opponent. That's basically what happened here, and it is what it needed to be really. I mean, I think this turned out to be Warrior's last ever WWE uh, pay per view match. There you go, think he was meant to. So there you go, a bit of history there. Jerry Lawler's great though, again, in the build-up where he's like slagging the crowd off. It's like glorious stuff. You, you, can't have, you can't beat it. Up next, Undertaker versus Mankind. Interestingly enough, the first time they've ever faced each other, this was their first match they ever had. Mankind like, attacked Undertaker when he, he debuted the night after WrestleMania 12. And this was their first actual match that they had. Uh, and it was great, really good. This is a really, really strong match between these two again thoroughly entertaining you've got as well a great finish as well man king goes over because undertaker passes out in the mandible claw after being accidentally hit by paul bear over there but foreshadows what happens two months later at the boiler and brawl so this match isn't talked about enough very much but it's a really good match really entertaining really enjoyed watching this match great stuff probably the match of the night i would say on this show up next uh, ahmed johnson versus gold dust intercontinental title Solid match, really good, decent stuff. Yeah, this is Ahmed one then. Goldust was on a real run at this point in time. The character had a lot of momentum. You had a good long Intercontinental title reign, but Ahmed Johnson being the man to end, it did so that show that they were really behind this guy and they wanted to really push him, but apparently had a bad attitude and things, and he was hurting people. He was reckless in the ring. So, oh well, good little match here. I enjoyed it for what it was. 
Uh, up next, we come to Stone Cold Steve Austin versus Jake the Snake Roberts in the King of the Ring tournament final. Of course, they were really building up Jake the Snake well as well here with the whole thing they were doing, his whole redemption storyline, things like that. They, were, they started to play into his alcoholism and things like that. And they started like playing up on TV, but they're showing that this is his redemption. This is his big moment to the point where you thought he's going to win, isn't he? Because you know, even after he got beaten up by Vader, I remember thinking this as a kid. I was like, it's kind of obvious he's going to win if he gets by Vader like that. He's going to win, isn't he? And then Stone Cold comes in, basically destroys him and wins. The match is actually quite solid. It is, it's basically one-sided with a little bit of hope spot with Jake the Snake coming back near the end, but Stone Cold ends up winning. And uh, yeah, and but Jake the Snake's still protected because essentially he got beaten up. And I would say this as well: he still comes. It's it plays into the hard luck story in many ways. The Sonya yet so far, so it works incredibly well. But we come to the the interview, of course, the iconic interview that Austin 316 says, I just whooped your ass. And people didn't really cuss very much, let's be honest, on, on these shows. <laughs> these other stuff, they were still PG. So. It was surprising to hear somebody cuss. I mean, you hear as well, I remember you hear like Vince Russo was talking about when Austin first came in, they didn't want him to talk. That's why they put him with Ted DiBiase. And I'm thinking, what, what is wrong with them? What, they were doing asininely stupid things way back then. You can actually see as well. It's like, especially because you know you know Austin can't talk. He did this big promo on ECW as well. And, that's, and this is what after he was fired by WCW. And it's like, unbelievable. But... Hey, look, when you think about it, Triple H was originally meant to win this, but he'd done the curtain call of a month or so earlier and he ended up getting buried for it for a bit. So, you know, Austin coming. The best thing Triple H has ever done for his career is actually you do that, but not for, for the wrestlings to do that because he's done a lot of damage with his, like, pandering to the neckbeards with NXT. But... He did a lot of, he invertedly did a lot of good by doing that, that curtain goal, because now it, it meant Austin got the chance, and Austin got the chance to speak, and then Austin just, he took that ball and he ran with it. When, t when you talk about going for the brass ring, there are certain people who, Austin was the, the epitome of that. And then you got to see, you got more and more mic time, more and more interview time. The whole thing started with Bret Hart as well, after not long after this, when he wanted Bret Hart, which really sent him over the, the top. And of course, got to the stage where the, the audience just loved them. So there you have it. Fantastic and iconic moment and happy anniversary to that moment indeed. Up next as well, the main event is Shawn Michaels versus the British Bulldog for the title. And it's very good, as you would expect. These two always deliver, these two, whenever they had matches together, always delivered. This is no different. Uh, you've got Mr. Perfect was meant to be, was selected to be the guest referee by Jim Cornette, but then Gorilla Monsoon comes out and puts an actual referee and puts Perfect out in the, in the end, but sorry, in the outside, which was because usually the heel commentators at this time were Mr. Perfect and Jerry Lawler. Mr. Perfect on Superstars, Jerry Lawler on Raw. So with them being preoccupied tonight, that actually meant Owen Hart, that's probably what, one of the main reasons why they put Owen Hart on commentary, and he was an ex King of the Ring as well. So it made sense. Uh, yeah, this was really good. Yeah, really good match. Good brawl at the end as well. Of course, the Warrior and Ahmed Johnson come out to help in the fight against Camp Cornet and all this. And yeah, good stuff. So this was a lot of fun to go back and watch. I am very fond of 1996. It's the year I properly properly started being a wrestling fan because uh, it was when we started, not long after we'd got Sky TV and things like that in my, in my home. So sometimes going back to 1996, even though it was a year that business was down, 
I can still, I've got a bit of a nostalgia for the, for these, but I can still enjoy the shows for what they are. And King of the Ring 1996 is a thoroughly enjoyable show, uh, with, of course, the birth of an iconic moment. So th- there you have it. Well worth checking out. So I might, ju- I've also been rewatching 1997 King of the Ring, so I might just do a review for that at some point. But there you have it. So thanks ever so much for taking the time to listen and goodbye.